right, here we go. What up, folks? How's everybody doing out there? You know, we're doing pretty good, too. You know, we got somebody special today. If you don't know Ananda Zina Shakti, folks, you should. Ananda, coming to us live from India. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. It's early morning here, and everything is bright and fresh and starting. Oh, nice. You got to love that. I like that. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you a few quick questions. First thing that comes to mind, I want you to go ahead and answer. All right? Okay. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Blondie. Fun. Good. The Clash. Exciting. Sex Pistols. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love so the reason why I wanted to ask you those is because you went from punk to transitional music. How mm -hmm. does you do that? Ah, well, let me, I'll, you know, the truth was I had an awakening. I had an awakening. I was in the, I had an interesting life. So I, I have a tendency to do things kind of early and do them really fast and hard and then just be completely done with them. And I don't look back, like it's not an addictive personality. It's just, it's just an intense personality. And so I went, you know, I went through my teenage years and I did experiment with drugs and drinking and things like that, but I did it when I was quite young. Yeah. And then it was just boring as could be. And so by the time I even hit the punk scene in my my late, like after 16 years old, kind of later teens, um, I actually wasn't really involved in that at all. And so I was in a scene that was, you know, just drenched with all of that. And what I loved about it was like my attraction to it was the... Um, the Dionysian kind of energy of like the breaking of the form, breaking of the form, breaking of the form. I was always breaking form. Even as like a little girl, I was like running away from home at like three years old. <laughs> I was like, and I was like changing my name over and over again and things like that. I was always trying to create something else, you know, always you trying to create something else. So, so the punk scene was, was fantastic for that. And it was very exciting and, and, and really fun, you know, really fun. But my trajectory at that point was completely different. I would go to the clubs, I'd go to CBGBs and all these places, and I was drinking Perrier. You know, everybody else was like completely wasted. I'm like drinking Perrier, I'm getting up early in the morning, I'm running up to the UN and back down again and doing all these things. And so in a way I was a little bit differently positioned. And so I started to, I discovered practicing yoga, just regular yoga exercise. And that was interesting. It wasn't, it didn't like, rock my world but it was you know it was like okay I think there's something here that I'm I'm interested in and then I met my first what you would call a guru like a spiritual teacher or a mentor and it was immediate like this okay this is what I'm looking for this is what I have been looking for through all of the pushing I've been pushing boundaries pushing boundaries pushing boundaries and my my first teacher used to say this to me when I left because then I left the band almost immediately I mean it took a little it took a matter of a few months not very not, not very long because I knew what I had found and this was back up in Canada again and um uh and my teacher would say to me like like at that point my name was just Xenia and um he would say you know Xenia she used to play the music she wants to be the music 
And this was like the perfect, perfect example, perfect way to describe it because that, because we are the music, like this is our, you know, this is our true natures. We are a divine song, you know, mm -hmm. that the creator, however you wish to see this, it doesn't matter you know, how you name it, how you see it, but it, it like it breathes its breath into us. It breathes this incredible so sound. Whenever you study, you know, mystical things, there's always, you know, these mystical sounds that lead them mystic, you know, often to these other states of mind and these other dimensional experiences of love. So we are this sound. And, and he was complete. This is what I had been looking for. I was craving this, overcoming the sep feeling of separation. And in the punk world, um, we, you know, we had a variation of that because we're like breaking form or breaking form, but we were always pushing against something. It required, a, like we were reflecting, okay, this was we were reflecting that this in society or in the way things are structured is not okay. And now we're saying a big no to it. But if you just stay at the big no, then what happens is a lot of what happened, you know, many, many, many of those people are no longer alive. And because they kind of rebel themselves to death, you know, they rebel themselves into a point of self-destruction. And there has to be a point where you, you can say, okay, no, I'm not satisfied with this. And, but the answer is inside. It's not in me just complaining all the time to the outside, but the, it's from the outside. So when I, when I got that awakening, when I started to realize that there was something else and it was, benefic and it was loving and it was and it would could fill that sense of emptiness that all that yelling was about you know it's really yelling about you feel like you don't feel complete um then it was just the simplest thing for me i really didn't look back i really didn't have a moment of oh should i could i you know i should have i should have stayed with that it was just no absolutely time to move this on. was not yeah it was time to move on and and so I you know I had exhausted that part of my experience. I was finished with it, and then I was ready for something else. Yeah. You got the teenage angst angst out of the way. The mm -hmm. brain, right. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Now, you you went from Toronto to New York City, mm -hmm. and all the way to India. So the transitions from Toronto, New York City to India. How did that form your music today? Wow, it formed it a lot because um, when I started to get involved in, you know, to what I'll just call like the yoga community, to keep it simple, um, it has within it this word that you're probably familiar with, mantra, which is like a, a sound, like the sound of Om. It's a mantra. And mantra is considered to be a spiritual sound or a vibrationally healing sound. That mantra means that which protects the mind. It's a Sanskrit word that means that which protects the mind. So the mind is always running all of these stories and we call this karma. And the stories can be helpful and the stories and a lot of times are not helpful at all to us. It just re reinforces some kind of limitation, right? And yeah. so mantra protects the mind. You give the mind to this, to this, higher frequency sound that in you know in om means the primordial source of creation so it has some that has some kind of meaning also that's of a higher frequency and and then the mind is protected it stops it thinks about that instead of the other things that it's been thinking about and so i left the punk world i i made this commitment i will do music again i know it's my my heart my soul i know it's my expression but i will not do it until I can do it in a way that I feel is in alignment with what with where I am now. And it took me some time to find players that 
were in that in that mood as well that you know could understand that and wanted to do that and by that point i had cultivated a lot you know a number of years of practicing mantra and chanting and and finding such um uh, upliftment of spirit through these higher vibrational sounds and so when i started to then create the music for love power the band my current band um it, they just naturally went together. So I started mixing the, the English with the Sanskrit in some of the songs. Some songs are all English, some songs are all Sanskrit, and some songs are even in Hindi, but uh, and some songs are a combination of both of them. And so 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 what I my 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 way of spirit of spirituality is really about oneness. And so it's trying to show not that everything's the same because I really respect the individuated things, but there's a oneness underneath it, you know, that is the inspirational force of love that is a benefic energy. So I like putting English and Sanskrit or English and this or that. And sometimes in one song I have, I'm speaking in um, ancient Quechua, which is the language from Peru. And another one, this it's in, in um, Portuguese. It's like, like, and putting them together to show that there's this oneness, but yet there's this this separation, there's a difference, there's a difference. There's this oneness and that brings us holistic love. And so so it really has formed it a great deal. New York is really, I mean, the punk scene started in Toronto for me, but you know, New York really made it like like really gritty. And and you know, my my music still has has a a bit of a punk attitude and then like in the I mean in, in the in you know in the music itself I, sometimes I listen to it and I go okay you can take the girl out of the punk scene but you can't take the punk out of the girl it's like it's kind of just there you know so I'll be like, like oh it. no no we're doing like that you know in this last in our new release cosmic quiver yeah um we have um, in India you know cremation is the way that people are are transit transit off and then there's the offering of the ashes into sacred bodies of water specific okay. ones and people will people will travel with their ashes of their loved ones and they put it into this body of water and then it's a very auspicious you know helping them really free themselves but it's not like in Canada where I don't know if you've seen ashes but they grind them so it's really like ash when we get right. our ashes but here then they're not grinding them they have them on the big funeral pyre which just outside everybody watches the, the body you know being taken by the fire being eaten by the fire and then what's left over is ashes and bones and and some bone and so it gets you know it gets deposited into these lakes are the ashes and the bones and one of the holy lakes they get dropped on there's stairs that go down into the water and they go under the water and then these stairs can just be covered in pieces of people's bones you wow. know just like and it's it's incredible right and you will go in like i you know i i had to, i really overcame myself like I, you just walk into the water to take your holy bath and you're walking over all these people's bones and it's just so different you know so different in its approach and i thought this song was is about one of the gods shiva who is the destroyer of illusion and also the one who the big illusion is the fear of death that somehow we're not immortal you know that it's not just like a you know a butterfly changing its form that we're gonna it's gonna be over and so so i thought no we're filming the bones i'm gonna go dance in the cremation ground and so i did all this you know it's like um so the bones are there you know i don't know if people even know what they are but it's like the bones are right there and you know i pray to the people that have thank you so much to the ones who've crossed over for being part of this because it's it's a, it's a release for people it's a teaching 
the same thing. I, I went into the cremation ground in, in one of the spots where, you know, it had been somebody had been burnt there, um, and the ashes were left. And then I danced around that, and and it was a huge thing for me to do. It wasn't like it was just aha. Uh -huh. You know, I prayed, I went. It was like powerful energy, powerful, powerful energy, and. Uh, bringing all of this in is is fast you know it's incredible it's fascinating because we break the form in different ways here you brought up translate translating sanskrit to me in bringing it to music how much of when you're translating do you just kind of all of a sudden oh that's it that's what i need to do that's how i need to form this song or something to that effect how much of that comes into play yeah well i am i am what I, I have had to find a name for what i think i do so i call myself uh an intuitive interdimensional healing artist and um an intuitive interdimensional healing artist and so what I do alongside of the music is that I channel and I, and I speak to the angelic realm beings who bring in information for humanity as a collective and also for individuals who come to me for individual sessions about what the karmic limitations are. What are the imprints that they are carrying that are limiting them and stopping them from really blossoming fully and, and walk their soul's path? And um, so it liberates them and we start to activate more of the strands of the DNA. You know, we have only 97 or 93, 97 strands, I think that they know what they do or 93, I can't, I always get that mixed up. So there's more, you know, there's way, 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 way more strands of DNA. Humanity has not even begun to see their, their capacity, but this is one way that we start to discover it is by undoing the karmic patterns like these impressions that we're carrying with ourselves so in that capacity as a channel they are, i'm also given music and most of the music that we that we play is given to me really in in states of um what i call conscious meditation so it's not like i go unconscious and something comes through me i become super conscious extremely conscious and i become aware of the fact that we are surrounded by angelic this is my language where people have different languages, but angelic realm, you know, guides and, and, and higher realm beings that are here to assist us through our life process. And so, so the music is very intuitive. It's very like, ah, okay, no, this is what I'm, sometimes I just hear it and then, okay, I bring it through. Other times I'm in a process of, okay, I'm hearing a little bit of it and then, oh no, that's it, that's it. And so for me, um, when I bring the music through, um, it requires a lot of relaxation rather than trying. It's like, the, if, especially if I feel stuck in any point, I just have to soften and soften and soften more because it's all there already. I know they've given it to me and I just have to get my own tensions out of the way <laughs> and then let it come to the surface. <laughs> I like it, I like it. Now, I wanted to know, just due to the fact that when you were in the punk scene, there was some pretty Phenomenal. I'm coming back to the punk scene real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Uh, pretty phenomenal band. You know, you had the Runaways, obviously the Clash, obviously Blondie, Sex Pistols. Who was your inspiration back then? And how did that transition into your inspiration now? Interesting question. Um, certainly the Clash were a big inspiration. 
we were like, I mean, I mean, we were um, just incredibly blessed to be invited on their London Calling tour. So, and London Calling was their, you know, just the, a masterpiece. And so we could, and we would do our opening show and uh, then we would watch their show every night. And it was, it was one of those, it was an event, you know, it was pure magic. It was when they were, and we did the, we did the US tour. And we did the Eastern side of the US tour. We didn't have enough money to go to the West. <laughs> We actually didn't have enough money to go to the east. They had to they 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 had to ride take us in their bus because we didn't have enough money. We didn't have equipment. They lent us all of their equipment. Wow. <laughs> it was just like it was unheard of. Like no no opening act ever lends their equipment, but they but they did. They wanted us to come so much. They wanted to support us. So so right. we got that done. <laughs> and so they were a huge inspiration. And um and and then Debbie, like in Blondie, Debbie really really was too. It's funny we ended up working with both of those, with both of those um, people, you know, bands because um, Debbie was doing something completely different. But as a woman, you know, she was really breaking ground for okay. women in rock, like in such a massive time. way, yeah. completely ahead of her time, completely. Yep. Yeah. So so, how do they influence me now? Um, I think Debbie still influences me, you know, in there's a certain kind of femininity that she had that that I think that that still still has an influence in in some of the ways that I project forward. And the clash in that way that they were really about like, okay, we're breaking form, we're breaking form, we're breaking form, we're, and we're having fun doing it. And that and that I feel is also an influence in my music. No, I like it. I like it. I always heard um, the clashes concerts. Every concert was a unique experience. Never one concert the same, regardless of what I, you went on. Uh, I think that that's really true. They they had that capacity at that time in their career to be, to show up in a way that was fresh and new, you know, to just to really show up in a way that was fresh and new. So yeah, that's not the truth. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Now. Where are you going to be? Are you going to be stateside anytime soon? Or are you going to be just in India? Where could people come and see you if they wanted? Ah, yeah, okay. Well, I will definitely be back in Canada okay. uh, during, during the summer for a few months. And I'm hoping to arrange, although it's still a hope at this point, and we'll see whether I have enough wherewithal to get it all together, because it'll take quite a bit of organizing. But what, I, what my ideal is, is that, so Love Power the Band, um, we have one CD out called Love is Where You Are and, and, one, and one single from that called I Am Love, everything's a lot of love. <laughs> and, and, then, and, and we are releasing more singles and, and everything is going so well. Like, and we're so pleased with the way that the music is being received. It kind of, the reviewers are saying, more than one of them, that really has its own genre. It can't really fit into anything else, but it, that, that we do it full power. We do it really, really well and like shamelessly and it's just got its own thing going on. So that's great. And then we have Cosmic Quiver, which is a new single above and beyond that that's just come. And Love Power, when we... The cosmic, Say that again? The Cosmic Quiver just came out this May, was released. Yes. Yeah, it was just released May 13th. Yeah, and it's available on all the platforms and um, the videos on my YouTube, which I'll maybe talk about at the end. Hey, um, go ahead. Let them know now. Let's just get it out. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. So, so all the platforms have, have all of the music. And 
go to my YouTube channel, Ananda Zinya Shakti. So hopefully, should I spell it for them or do you? We'll have it down there it? below. Okay, fantastic. But I wanted okay. to say it because I love the way you say it. <laughs> so that's my YouTube and that's got, uh, right now it's got two music videos. It's going to have more and it's got lots of other stuff. It's got all sorts of stuff about vibrational healing and all of the channeling work that I do. And our I Am Love video is award winning. It won best music video in an international film festival from Bangalore, India. And so we're super proud of it. So go check those out and, you know, do your subscribe, like, or share all those kinds of things if you like. And, um, then so love power the band when we play live we do something called interactive music and interactive music means that the audience gets actually a part of the song so not just call and response but they get a part of the song that there will be somebody on stage that will help them hold and they so the band and the audience become one this is the oh, idea wow. it becomes we're all together and the audience is just as responsible to hold down their part as we are to play our thing we become one big song and it's it. so yeah it's so intoxicating it's so much fun it's so beautiful and that that any kind of separation between audience and performer just gets completely dropped and and this is the idea is that we 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 just drop deeply into that human that experience of humanity and the oneness and that feeling that we are here together and these songs are all about you know cultivating love and exploring it and sharing it so we're here in this cultivation you know together and so the live shows are wonderful and so how i want to bring it forward and more in is in more of kind of festival like situations where um at this point i'm calling them vision new earth and um bringing like-minded musicians together that are also offering off, offering some form of vibrational healing and then combining it with you know meditation sections visioning sections like teaching people how to meditate teaching people how to vision because we are living in the way that our mind is visioning ourselves and in, in more more so than we can even realize and so if we understand how to how to vision in a way that is truly effective then we can we can change the patterning and it, we can vision new earth we can change this big transformation that we're in right now we can help move forward in its highest, you know, in its highest way, a way that serves the best in everybody. I love it. Ananda, Ananda, excuse me. Thank you Beautiful. so much. I greatly appreciate you coming on. What up, Rob and Chris, today? Um, thank you. From both of us here, I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Get an opportunity in Canada, maybe stateside. Check her out. Yeah. And the power, love power band as well. Can't forget them. They're very important. Have a great day, everybody, and a better tomorrow. What up?